0: Hey family, how are you? I pray all is well in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and you. What a mighty God we serve. So family, I've been digging into a lot of books. Like I've really been reading a lot lately um not just the bible but bible based books and one of the books that i've been recently reading is by neil anderson and the book is called who i am in christ and i really love you know what he what he wrote and his take on the believer really coming to a true knowledge of who God is and who they are in Christ Jesus. So I just want to share a few um, words with you. I want to share a few chapters with you. So we're going to be going to be here a little while, not too, too long, but get comfortable, get your tea, get your coffee, get your water, and let's get in this. I believe it will bless you because it blessed me reading it. So here we go. Who we are determines what we do. The most important belief that we possess is true knowledge of who God is. The second most important belief is who we are as children of God. Because we cannot constantly behave in a way that is inconsistent with how we perceive ourselves. And if we do not see ourselves as God sees us then to that degree, we suffer from a wrong identity and a poor image of who we really are. It is not that we do not determine who we are. It is who we are that determines what we do. As illustrated by a letter I received from a missionary. And it reads, I'm writing in response to reading Victory Over Darkness. I am sure you have received my letters, at least I hope you have, because that means people like me have had their eyes open to God's truth. I am a missionary, and even though I have been a Christian for 21 years, I never understood God's forgiveness and my spiritual inheritance. I have been bulimic since 1977. I was in Bible college at the time. I began this horrible practice. I never thought this living hell would end. I have wanted to die and would have killed myself had I not thought it was a sin. I felt God had turned his back on me and I was doomed to hell because I couldn't overcome this sin. I hated myself and I felt like a failure. But the Lord led me to purchase your book and bring me to a different place. I began reading last week. I felt like a new Christian again. Like I have just been born again. My eyes are now open to God's love. I realize that I am a saint who sins, not a sinner. I am finally free. Free of Satan's bondage. And aware now that the lies he has been filling me with. Before I would confess to God and beg for his forgiveness when I binge and purge. Yet the next time I fell deeper into Satan's grabs because I couldn't forgive myself. And I couldn't accept God's forgiveness. I also thought the answer lie in drawing closer to God. Yet I went to him fearful and confused acting as a sinner who couldn't be loved, but no more. Through the scriptures and the way you presented them, I am no longer a defeated Christian. I don't consider myself bulimic. I consider myself a saint, salt of the earth, Christ's friend, a slave of righteousness. Food no longer has power over me and Satan has lost his grip. Amen to that testimony. So many of us struggle with accepting God's forgiveness when we have fallen short. We are so fearful. And I love that he was honest. He said he knew he needed to draw closer to God, but he went in fear and confusion. And you're never going to be able to receive from God if you go to him fearful and confusion. For he has not given us the spirit of fear. But of love, power, and a sound mind. I thought that was an awesome testimony. But when you get into the book, one of the things, the, the very first um, I am that he used is I am accepted. And the scripture reads from Romans 15 7, accept one another, then just as Christ accepted you, in order of in order to bring praise to God. And then he says, rejection is one of the most painful experiences known to humanity. Years ago, I was having a devotional with my children when I raised the question, what is rejection? My daughter, Heidi, gave a nice answer, but my son called following by nailing the issue right on the heart. He said, I know rejection is when Johnny won't play with me anymore and I have to play with Heidi. Unconditional love and acceptance is one of the most basic needs of humanity. Notice the children around you. From earliest childhood, you can see them striving for acceptance and the approval of significant others in their lives. Do you like my picture, mommy? Did I do well, daddy? The social system Which most of us were raised gave us the impression that if we appeared good, performed well, or had a certain amount of social status, we could finally be somebody. But try as we may to gain approval, we always come up short. Whatever pinnacle of self identity we are able to achieve eventually crumbles under the pressures of rejection or the criticism of self-condemnation. We cannot do anything to qualify for unconditional and voluntary love. We labor under false assumptions that if we live perfectly, everybody will accept us. While there was one who lived his life perfectly, and everybody rejected him. What? That hit home. That hit different for me. I'm going to read that again. We all know who the perfect one was, and it's Jesus we labor under the false we labor under the false assumption that if we live perfectly everybody will accept us while there was a one who lived his life perfectly and everybody rejected him mm, 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 mm. i regularly meet adult i'm sorry i regularly meet mature adults who still struggle for the approval of their parents or others ultimately They compromised their spiritual integrity to avoid the rejection of man, as the following letter illustrates. I came from a Christian family, and though there was a lot of bickering and hostility between my parents, I think I had an average childhood. Everyone always said I looked like my dad, but unfortunately, my mom was often angry at my dad and resented his family. Many times, when I displeased my mother, she would say things like, you look just like your father's sister, the one she often criticized. My parents provided for our needs well and intelligently. I know I was loved, but the feeling and and assurance of being totally accepted and okay always seemed to escape me. Even after 35 years of marriage and several grandchildren of my own, I was still subconsciously trying to earn my mother's approval and prove my love to her, resulting in many arguments between my husband and myself. I realized unconditional love at the age of 14 when I understood Christ's invitation in Revelation 3.20 and began a personal walk with him. I was overwhelmed by his love. I devoured scriptures and witnessed to all my friends. I have never consciously chosen to leave that precious relationship. But as I look back on my life, I see how Satan has attacked me in my most vulnerable area. The need to know total love and acceptance. During our years of marriage... In a lifetime of ministry, I have been on some rabbit trail because I did not realize who I am in Christ. I have listened to negative thoughts against myself, thinking they were my own. I did not realize that Satan can use our past experience and put thoughts in our mind to condemn us and defeat us. Neil. What blessed news to hear your teaching on our identity in Christ. I am no longer a product of my past. I am a product of the work of Christ on the cross. I know who I am now. I am a child of God. And the basis of my acceptance is in him, not in man. I got the chills when we sang the words of the theme song of your conference. Resolving personal and spiritual conflicts. And the song reads, In the beloved, accepted am I, Risen, ascended, and seated on high. Saved from all sin, His infinite grace, With the redeemed one, according a place. In the beloved, God's marvelous grace calls me to dwell in this wonderful place God sees my savior and then he sees me I'm the beloved accepted and free oh I just love that song so that was just one part of the book I am accepted um there's so much here it's so 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 much here and I think I've mentioned it on many, many times before that I think sometimes we put God in this box and sometimes we view him as we see people. We see him as we see our earthly parents, our earthly lovers. And it's ca- it's kind of hard to imagine that he would love us if they don't, if he care if they don't, if he would forgive if they don't. And we have to realize that as people, we don't really love unconditionally. I love have conditions on it. I love you until you do wrong by me. I love you until you stop doing what made me love you. <laughs> but with God, while we were yet sinners, Christ died. And I think to really grasp that. Because we know in ourself that we're not perfect. We know in ourself that we're sinners. We know in ourself that we liars. We know in ourself whatever your sin is. We know we fall short to the glory of God. So how could he love me? I know I keep struggling with this sin. I know I keep doing this. I know what the word says. But I keep on doing it. So how, can he, how could he use me? Why would he want to use me? I'm no good to him. Because someone in your life spoke negative words over you. They told you you weren't good enough. They told you that you wasn't going to amount to anything. And then you get tormented in the night as the enemy beat you up more. By telling you God doesn't love you. And that God doesn't forgive you. But family we must believe. By faith. That God's love surpassed our understanding. His thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways are not our ways. We cannot comprehend the love of God, but he loved us anyhow. While we were yet in our mother's womb, he knew every mistake that we would every, ever make. He knows our rising up. He knows our sitting downs. He knows our thoughts are off. And yet and still he says, I love you. I choose you. I want to use you. I know you're struggling. I know you're making mistakes. I know you went through this in your past, but I know the plans that I have for you to really grasp that, to really grasp that, the true knowledge of God, to truly know who we are in Christ Jesus, that we will perform differently. I love, I love, I love his beginning with statement when he says, who we are is determined by what we do, who we are determines what we do. Knowing who you are will change what you do. When you know who you are in Christ Jesus, you perform different. When you know who you are in Christ Jesus, you talk different. When you know who you are in Christ Jesus, you love different. When you know who you are in Christ Jesus, you hear different. I love that. But when you feel insecure You act insecure. When you feel low, you act low. When you feel that you're not good enough, you don't perform to your best ability because you already have insecurities that you're a failure. How you think and see yourself determines how you will perform in this life. So I think it's so key and relevant that we really grab a hold of who we are in Christ Jesus, that we can perform differently, that we could perform to the heights of who we are and to the heights in which God is calling us. Come up hither, says the word of God. How will you really act if you knew against all odds, no matter what, that you were loved? That you were prosperous, that you were successful, that you were beautiful, fearfully and wonderfully made, that you were royalty. If you really had that in your heart and in your spirit, that you were accepted in the beloved people who feel accepted, they carry themselves differently. When you think of the cool or popular kid in school, everybody loves them. Many want to be like them. They all walk around with their head up high. They don't care what people say or what people do because everybody love me. Everybody loved me and most want to be like me. But you are accepted in the most valuable place. You are accepted in the beloved. You are accepted. You have been accepted into the family of God. And you have a host, a heavenly host that is rooting for you. A heavenly host that is not only rooting for you, but is on your side. He has given his angels charge over thee to keep you in all your ways. So not only are they rooting for you, they are there to assist you. They are there to help you. They are there there to minister to you, they are there to encourage you. How awesome is that? How awesome is that you perform different when you know you accepted. And I believe accepting is a major, a major part in the body of Christ. If you don't get heard when you need to be heard, or if you're not exalted, when you want to be exalted, if the pastor don't say this or if the pastor don't do that, we feel we feel less than we feel belittled. We don't feel like, oh, we feel like we're being looked over. We feel like we're being missed. We're all searching and seeking to be accepted. And it really don't matter what genre of life. You may be trying to be looking to be accepted in the workplace. You may be trying to be looking to be accepted in church. Maybe in school. Maybe even in your own home. We're all looking to be loved. We're all looking to be accepted. But I want to encourage you today to let you know that you are loved by a God that has unconditional love for you unconditional love nothing you did nothing that you are doing hallelujah nothing that you are doing nor depths nor height nor principalities nor powers nothing past nothing present nothing can separate you from the love of God nothing and he accepts you just the way you are flaws and all he accepts you. Short, tall, skinny, thick, he accepts you. And when we accept that as our truth, we will show up in this world differently. We will perform differently. We will have boldness and confidence. And we will do those great exploits without fear and without trembling because we know who we are in Christ Jesus. That I am an ambassador for Jesus Christ. That I am a woman of God with power and authority. That I am a man of God with power and authority. That I have keys to the kingdom That I am filled with the Holy Spirit of God. That I am righteous. That I am holy. That I am abundantly blessed. That I am successful because whatsoever I put my hands to do, he will bless it. I am blessed. If you really knew your hands was blessed... Would you really be procrastinating on that thing God told you to do? If you really knew your hands was blessed, would you be procrastinating on the very thing God told you to do? Whatever it is, your hands are blessed, sis. Your hands are blessed, bro. Look look at your hands. I want you to look, look at your hands. They're different from any and everybody else's down to your fingerprint. You are unique. You are perfect in the very hands that you're looking at. God has blessings and buildings and businesses. And, oh, he got so much in these hands. Look at them. You got degrees in those hands. You got a family in that hand. Look at your hand. Look at your hand. I want you to get confident in the skin that you're in. He did not make you and did not give you and equip you with what you're gonna need to get through this life. Those hands you're looking at are blessed. Look at them. Turn them up, turn them down. They may be short and stubby like mine. I have cute little hands. You may have long fingers, but whatever your hand look like, you must know that you were designed by God and he has some things that only your hands can touch and only your hands can bless. Hallelujah. He has made you so perfectly and so authentically that there are some things in this earth that only your hands are going to bless. And there are some things that are waiting for you to touch it. Hallelujah. There are some things that are waiting for you, you sis, you and only you he's waiting for you to touch it, bro. He's waiting on you to touch that business. He's waiting on you to touch that building. He's waiting on you Your hands is going to be the thing. Your hands is going to be what God used, the instrument that God used to change, to change many lives. Because you are that special to him. You are accepted. You are accepted. And I want that to be so rooted in your spirit and I know, just like it says, rejection hurt because we are in this flesh and it's, it's a part of humanity. We all want to be loved and we all want to be accepted. But when we know that we know that we know and it's way down in our Noah, who we are, there's going to be a shift in the atmosphere. And you're going to begin to change. And you're, begin, you're going to begin to think different. You're going to begin to move different. You're going to begin to act different. You're going to begin to speak different. Because you're coming from a place of confidence. A person that knows who they are is confident. Confident in whatever they do. I know that I'm able to do this. God has equipped me to do this. It don't matter how many people already doing it. You got to add your splash. You got to add your touch. It's your hands, hallelujah, that's going to bless that thing. There are many people that can do many of the same things, but it doesn't change the fact of your style and your take and how God has blessed you and anointed you to do it. That's going to be a blessing to many. So don't let the enemy trap you in the, 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 in the, uh, the word is on my, the tip of my tongue, Lord Jesus. Don't let the enemy get you in that, com- um, com- oh Lord, the devil is a lie. Cause I know exactly what I want to say, Lord Jesus. Oh, forgive me, family. Don't let the enemy have you looking at other people and looking at what their hands are doing and you feel like you can't, and you feel like you're not adequate or equipped to do what they're doing don't let the enemy lie to you because your hands is uniquely blessed your hands is uniquely blessed there are only things that you can touch there's only things that you and only you are going to be a blessing to come comparison There I go, Lord Jesus. (laughs) Thank you, Holy Spirit. Don't let the enemy get you in a comparison trap because we have the tendency to compare ourselves to so many different people. And we look at ourselves and say, well, they're doing it and people love it. So what I'm gonna do it for? Why why are you calling me to do this? Or why should I do this when sister so-and-so or brother so-and-so, but they don't have your anointing. Yes, they may be doing it and they may be doing it well, but you don't know the God that you serve. That the anointing on your life, they may be doing it well, but God anointed you to do it excellent. Ooh, Jesus. I'm going to say that again. They may be doing it well, but God anointed you that you do it excellent. Mm, Let that soak in your spirit. Excellent. So I'm just blessed by today as I was reading this book today. And I said, you know what? Let me hop on and let me talk to my family for a little bit and just share this with somebody that you love maybe you're listening to this and you are you good you know who you are you are bold you are confident you are zealous in the name of Jesus Christ but we all know somebody who is struggling in their identity we all know somebody who is looking to be accepted by someone that they love That needs to hear that they already accepted. Who needs to hear that God's love is beyond their comprehension. Who needs to hear that they already accepted and that they have back up a heavenly host that that is rooting for them. That is praying for them. That is interceding for them. That is on the warfare train for them. Like we got angels on assignment. A whole heavenly host. We have the Father, we have Jesus, we have the Holy Ghost, and we have legions of angels assisting us daily. And that makes me joyful. That truly makes me joyful. We live in a world where everybody is looking for acceptance. There's many people looking for acceptance. So if everybody is looking for acceptance and everyone is looking to be loved... There are also going to be people who don't want to extend that love because they're afraid of being broken and they're afraid of being hurt. Hurt people hurt people. So you have a whole bunch of hurt people hurting people. And the problem about wounds is if you around someone that's wounded, they're bleeding all over everybody. So to try to get acceptance from someone who's looking for acceptance, who's looking for someone from it's just this on this ongoing cycle. Find who you are and the one person who will never leave you and never forsake you. And his name is Jesus Christ and allow him to heal every wound, every void in your life. Allow him to show you how much you are loved and adored and accepted in him. And then once you are healed, you can begin to love on the very people who have rejected you. Because everyone is looking for love. Everyone is looking for acceptance. And majority are broken and don't know how to extend that love even though they need it. So I pray this encourages you and I pray it encourages you to share it with someone who can really use the encouragement, who really feels down, who really feels low within themselves, who really looks for the affirmation of others. That needs to know that they are already accepted, that they are already amazing, that they are wonderful and that they are loved. Family, I love you. May God bless you and may he keep you. Until I talk to you again, be blessed.